Alright, so when last we left, Group 1 had stepped into the portal on the step and had thrown a goat at a small child. And <laughs> Group 2 had been talking with water spirits, if I recall correctly, and had seen a very large pillar of flame shoot up into the sky. And the water spirits were encouraging you to move in that direction. Did I miss anything? The water no. spirits had formed Ulrich's face. And they were being evil. Yes. So where do we start, Kay? I think we'll start with the water spirits who are been continuing to prompt you to head towards the tall tower. You wished to go and see how to protect your people, yes? Well, we have to be sure that what we're seeing is worth our time. Worth your time? Of course. I mean, you have a fancy display over there. What does that mean? Is this your master, or is this you? Hmm. Most likely someone else. So that you don't even know what that is, so why would you tell us to go over there? Oh, I know. We know what it is. It is Beacon. Can you not see Beacon? What is it a beacon for? Letting people know that people have entered. Do you always speak in such roundabout nonsense? You always ask impertinent questions? Yes. Yes. If you aren't going to be of any help to us, then we have other creatures that we can discuss this with. They get a mock offended look on your face as it imitates uh, you. and then... He would just kind of wave his hand. He just kind of like doesn't even want to listen to the response. Like he just cuts it off. He's like, whatever. Report to your master, whatever it is you serve. I don't have time to speak to underlings. And he would turn to walk away. Um, Mer- or Alistair and Sybil from the perches that you are currently watching this situation on, you see the blue water spirits turn kind of a dark orange as Ehrlich kind of turns away. Uh, Alistair. Alistair, wait, let me roll again for Arcana because I remember I don't really know much, but based on my prior roll, do I know that means that they're about to attack? Well, they're certainly not happy looking, that's for sure. You know that orange is usually a not good color. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just kind of react to that. And uh, I'm going to start casting. What am I going to cast? Um... You could put up a barrier wall. Can't do barriers. The attack. Nope. Okay. So. Type of 
There's got to be a way to check it back at it. Water, water doesn't like electricity, correct? Yep, yep. Based on rules. <laughs> yes. Water is a great insulator, though. It is, but but I'm trying to zap these things, and they're semi-existent. What am I? What else am I going to do? Throw mud at them? I can throw mud at them, I guess. All right. Um, you could just kind of see if they talk anymore. Oh, it's time to instigate an attack. So Alistair attacks. He casts. He, you know, what he's gonna do. He's gonna use the sand. So he's gonna he's gonna drive all the sand underneath these water spirits, and try to see if it can soak away some of their wateriness. Interesting. All right. Kind of absorb it and trap it away from them. See if that makes them weaker. All right. I like it. I don't know what that would count as. If you're attempting to manipulate the ground in order to essentially do something like that, I would guess it's some type of manipulative spell. So Arcana plus manipulative. Sure. But I can't do Arcana. Oh, well, that makes things a little more difficult. Um, so, okay, so how about this? I'm going to blow holes in the beach to kind of make it like quicksand. So I'm going to make it really soft underneath. Like I'm going to try to do it six feet under. Okay. All right. See if I can do a quicksand effect. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so probably two for your range. And that's, I can just say that's probably just an attack. Attack of the ground. Can I roll? Two success and an advantage. All right. So you successfully create this quicksand effect in the ground. Uh, Do you have an idea for your advantage? So, yeah. So not only do I quicksand them in, but uh, kind of like as I was intending, the, the beach should dry enough to actually kind of like dehydrate these things somewhat, not obviously all the way. So I guess they diminish in size. All right. Yeah, we can, we can lock them in a little bit. Sounds good. Uh, Sybil, anything? No, I think Sybil's just going to watch in amusement as he electrocutes himself or buries himself underneath a wall of dirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ehrlich, you hear magic go off behind you as you've kind of turned away from these things. Ehrlich would turn back to them. A bit surprised. You see these two creatures kind of stuck into the ground a little bit further. Their essence seems to be a little bit disconnected. They look almost a shade paler. They're still orange, but now they're almost more of a light yellow color in nature. Are you having problems all of a sudden? What is this trickery? 
This is your island, your master. Surely you know when something is happening here. Our master will know. We will find out who has done this. Answer the question. Who he is, what it is. That's all you need to do. This is you? No, it's not. But I represent many people that obviously are not satisfied with your answers. Give me a negotiation roll, please. Or coercion, depending on how you want to play it. One second. I'm trying to remember what my coercion roll is. Two greens and a yellow. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Our master... The Elder Spirit. And they... You see them kind of fizzle up a little bit. And then you can say, He knows now. Elder Spirit Drakha knows. And with that, we will switch over to a goat being flung through the air. And as it just about impacts the child, you see it go right through him, Chukorg and Yaturu. Uh, as it just kind of flies through him, you see his body kind of wisp around it, kind of like temporarily be displaced, kind of like a wind passing through something. And then it kind of reforms for a moment. And he kind of turns, and you see his eyes for the first moment. They turn completely black, iris and pupil and all for just one moment and then you see it flash to a orange and then back to regular color and you see BLT just kind of go when just kind of power down all right in a reactionary fashion i would like to attempt to catch the goat before it hits anything else <laughs> excellent can we keep this goat calm through all of these shenanigans this is the challenge Calm would be a very... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's calm, but... <laughs> Alright, that is your signature. casts standard range. Yep, so I have to take that signature. signature. Just, I was going to just try to catch it to levitate it as opposed to teleporting it, so... Okay, I'm probably too purple. Be a roll then. Yep. Figure we teleport the goat too much, it's just going to cause problems too. It's going to get cancer. <laughs> the thing's riddled oh. with tumors. Mutate goat? <laughs> Five successes. Okay, goat, you're not dead. <laughs> uh, you catch it right before it's about to smack into some chairs and tables on a small butchering block. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> How do you want that to look? It slows down in its flight, reorients to being in a typical upright goat fashion, and then it is levitated back over to Chukork. And floats in front of him, between him and the small child. A mildly defensive posture. Not the goat's intention, just floating as a shield. Pushes the goat out of the way as it's floating, causing it to tumble through the air slowly. Still floating, of course. It's an illusion. The child's eyes having returned to normal looks at you and kind of glares at you. You appear to be the illusion here. As a true cork begins uh, rummaging through the uh, through the through the room. Don't pay any mind to it, Yatiru. It's not real. Your goat screams in the background. <laughs> that goat's been through a lot of trauma. <laughs> All right, Tira would go to block Chukor's progress with the goat, constantly pushing him back with the goat. In attempt to feel like, yeah, do not loot. The Meanwhile, child, the goat's uh, still tumbling slowly and helplessly in its arc. The child looks at you. Why have you disturbed my sanctuary? Ah, it is a simple thing, unfortunately. We were exploring this temple, and when we climbed the staircase, my friend Chukork here took one extra step and found himself here. It is possible you left a portal, yes? Of course, it is how I traverse from the temple back to my my sanctuary, given to me by my master. Tiru nods at this. So what do you do up here all day? I care for the records of this place and for the portal which lies beneath. Records, you say, as Chukork strokes his chin. What kind of records? Of things that go and things that come and things that don't make it quite in between. Okay, so you're not the one in charge here, correct? In charge of what? The temple. No, I am simply the record keeper. Apprentice to my master. Okay. Can you point us in the direction of the the, uh, the god of this tier temple so that we can deliver upon him this goat? There are no gods in this temple. Deity, patron, saint. Are you perhaps referring to the Elder Council? Are they mortal? They are spirit, not mortal. Uh, Yeah, close enough. Descend down to the room of the portal. There you will find the five statues. Ring the bell on each statue to summon the elders. 
we're not falling falling for the going downstairs into the trap trap dens. Did well, then you are obviously not worthy of attempting to see the others. That is a question I have. Why, why are there so many traps in here if it is a place of meetings? To protect the things that come out that we do not wish to leave. Does this include the petitioners? Uh, I do not know this word, petitioner. The ones that... Uh... They seek to ask the council for their wisdom, for advice. He's talking about all those hobos living outside of your house down there. Ah, the interlopers. Yeah, those guys. We have to not commune with the interlopers. Some of them go into the portal. None come out. What can you tell us about the purpose of the council? They represent some from the underplane. They manage the portal access for those spirits who would be permitted to walk upon this earth from the underplane. Now, is this a limited set of spirits? Those that have followed such agreements and accords? Yes, thus the traps to prevent those who do not have permission from the council to leave. As we were traveling through the island, I saw spirits among the trees, among the animals, among the landscape. Are they all adherents to this accord? Some would be. Some may come from the overplane, or perhaps an outer plane. That's right. Now, I would like to formally apologize for my friend here, and I guess I've been intrusion in general. But we were searching this temple in hopes of finding something to help out our peoples. I thought we were looking for loot as Chukorg uh, <laughs> peeks up his head while he's rummaging through a uh, nearby uh, uh, dresser. Knowledge is the most valuable loot. And as the child turns to see Chukorg ruffling through his drawers, we'll switch back to the uh, spirits in progress on the other side. Our master knows. Well, that's good for him. Am I speaking to him or am I still speaking to you? You are speaking to us, but he knows and will be sending along those to find you shortly. Will they be escorting us to this great beacon that you don't know what it's for? Who knows? Maybe they'll kill you. You know, at this point, Alistair is going to kind of come through the brush here. And uh, he still has his uh, his gauntlets that are part of that magical ore. 
He's gonna he's gonna grab one of these spirits and kind of like uh, shake him up a little bit to intimidate him. They kind of gelatinize as you shake them a little bit, kind of like almost like a, a flubber almost, as you kind of shake them back and forth, and they kind of recorporalize as much as they can. Uh, and you see there the half, one half of uh, Elrich's face kind of stare back at you. It's still very pale yellow, now, now almost to a sand color. And the other one cries, Release immediately, fool! Enough game! You can hurt them greater with fire. And uh, Alistair would, would kind of grin at that thought and starts heating up. He uses a uh, Again, he's using his magic to kind of heat up his gauntlets. You will regret this action. Alistair, I don't think there's anything to be gained from this. These are just basically automatons. Then we should break them. No, we should leave them. There's no point in breaking someone's things when you come to their home. Fine, then we should at least bury them sufficiently so they don't try to flicker. Alistair, they're spirits. Let's just go. Alistair, let's go and kick some sand into the... what would be the face of the spirit. It kind of dissipates from the face of Elrich down to back to their spirit corporeal form. We will not forget this mistreatment. Ehrlich would whistle for his dog. Do you uh, release the dog, Sybil? Uh, yeah, apparently I'm, st- I'm still holding on to the dog and the prisoner, right? And the goat, yeah. So yeah, I let go of the dog. Still holding on to the goat and uh, the prisoner. In the bushes, waiting on these fools to uh, finish their weirdness. Brutus comes trotting up happily towards you. He would lean down and pet the dog, and then kind of motion uh, uh, Alistair over. What is a dwarf? Well, could you come here so I don't have to yell at you? I walk over, fine. They said they're sending some kind... Their master is sending some other creatures our way. They say that that over there is some kind of beacon. That they won't explain what it is from. All I know is that they were ready to attack the moment you turned around. Whatever they're sending isn't going to be friendly. I'm aware. That's why I'm saying we should get moving, but I do not know if that is the best way to go. Because that's where they wanted us to go. And they were not very amicable from the start. Well, let's let's look at it objectively. We have the invaders who want to ransack this temple, and we have the indigenous 
who venerate these spirits. And I think if the spirits are being hostile towards us, we don't have a welcoming party with the locals. I still think we should get that map. So we should go to the village as quickly as possible, not necessarily beacon, get what goods we can, and then play it very, very cool because these spirits are going to let on that we're not welcome. And I doubt the villagers are going to take that well. The spirits don't care who is where and what is what. They are another party entirely. So whatever that beacon is, whatever it represents, the Master Drelok, Drelok, or something like that, they're a entirely separate party. So I doubt that they're all that involved with the locals. The locals can't see them. We can. For some reason, the Isle of Ko can see them. Actually, on that note, before Ehrlich would do that, is is Brutus paying any attention to the spirits? Um, no, not currently. He would kind of pick the dog up and turn the dog in the direction of the spirits to see if it like acknowledges them at all. It does not seem to. It, it is kind of trying to pay attention and you can see it kind of scrunching up its eyes. Dogs have been having poor eyesight to begin with and it's kind of sniffing around at the air trying to smell what you're uh, laying down. Hmm. We can see it. Looking back at Alistair. I don't understand why. Doesn't make any sense. If we should see it, the dog can't see it. They're still greater beings with some kind of consciousness. They should be able to see it as well. So I think wherever we go, be it to the quote-unquote invaders or to the village where that beacon is coming from, we still won't necessarily encounter those things, but we also won't gain any help from whatever they're sending after us. It's your call. We need to get these people back to their village. Let's do that first. Plus, that's where the rest of this misguided party ended up. We may as well get back with them in case they've fallen into too much trouble at this point. We're talking about Murphy Butt or BL BLT and <laughs> in our... Speaking of, as you guys finish your dis discussion on where you're going, we'll flop back to the other side. The kid, uh, noticing Chukorg rustling through his drawers, um, kind of slams down the book that he is currently holding onto the table and says, You have no right to go through my things. Is it Chukorg is just completely pulled the drawer out and is dumping, dumping the contents out onto the floor? There's <sighs> nothing of value in here anyway. Alright. Let's go. Let's go talk to the leaders downstairs. Uh, we may have to reconsider our course of action. But in the meantime, BLT appears. Hmm. He doesn't look right, does he? 
things never work to begin with. This two cork swipes at him with the with a crossbow missing. Could you carry him back through the portal? I have a few questions more to ask and I shall join you again. This two cork uh, tips him on his back, ties a rope off around his feet, and begins dragging him along behind him. The boy glares daggers at uh, you as you head back towards the step where you came in on. You step back to the step, and as you step on it, Chukorg, you're teleported as, with the BLT bot back to the stair, right below the stair you stepped on to teleport here, and you immediately smell uh, like the burnt stone smell that is rifling all the way up the sides. You see that as you kind of step onto the step, all the steps on the sides have been charred. The wall has been charred black. Like, something very powerful, very flame-like went up uh, very recently as you were just here a moment ago, and that was just all dust previously. Like, travel up the steps? Yeah. Just think of that whole stairwell as being charred now. Yeah, I imagine it's like a big uh, fire and elemental like, went trudging up the stairs. Teru waits for Chukork to yank BLT off and out through the portal, and then we'll make an attempt at putting the drawer back into order. Wait, you wait till I left to do that? Yeah, you wouldn't like that. <laughs> gotcha. The boy looks over at you, picking up the stuff in the drawer, and then he kind of starts floating over to you. For the first time, you notice as he kind of, he looks appears to try to be walking, but it's he's definitely floating, maybe just uh, half an inch off the floor. Uh, but as he walks his movement towards you, it, it seems to be what propels him forward. I would like to apologize for my friend. He is young and impulsive, but he may be the great leader of his people someday. And he has been a champion of our people in general on the island of Ko. But as we are now looking for a new place to live, he has become more and more interested in making sure that we can secure a new place. That is part of why we are here. We were looking for information to help us get our people to safety. This island is not the right place, but perhaps you may be able to help us. If not, we can at least apologize and be out of your way. He's a stinky poop head as he goes to try to reach down to pick up one of his things. You see his hand just kind of go through it and he gets a a frustrated look on his face and kind of goes back to his book and picks it up and sits on the or appears to sit again he kind of hovers about a half inch above the seat I'd done a manipulative cast there to try to put it all together a bit quicker and neater than trying to heave drawers into place when the drawers probably larger than I am <laughs> fair enough 
So yeah, this place a... is made for the spirit world, not for the living. But were you woods living? It seems strange to keep drawers of things that you cannot touch. I, my master made me this way so that I would not get hurt by the things inside this temple. When he returns, he'll make things right up. I'll, I'll go back to regular. That is good. And from personal experience, the things in the temple are indeed painful, even to one like myself. You are a bit of a mystery to me, I admit. Ugh. I'm a mystery to everyone. Now, I would like to ask, since your records may or may not be tangible to you, is there anything that I may look at in regards to maps of the old world? We've been trying to figure out the state of things on the mainland in hopes of bringing our people there, but we do not know about the people, the spirits, any of it. My records only pertain to spirits, and spirits have no need of maps, per se. Um, I can tell you that there are spirits to the west. Are there organizations, like organized groups of spirits like here? Or is it more like it is outside with the wilder sorts milling about? Oh, uh, there are many organizations. Um, I would say that to the west, the main ones I know of are the Ooh. Nasty. Not so great bunch. Their apprentice and I do not get along very well. Is it common to have meetings? Or do you get to socialize with them? Uh, and he looks at the sun... It has been, uh, what is it, five generations since I've last had a meeting with them? Of the birds, of the men creatures outside? There are many things in generations, or do you mean in a more worldly sense? It has been five iterations of plane shifts, I believe is what you would term it. Tirunat? As my people are definitely afraid of spirits, I would do well to steer them away from the U. Which, if they are not an amiable sort, would probably prey upon the poor, simple villagers of Ko, who are very much like my orc friend there in their simplicity. <laughs> They're all poop heads? I don't know why you stay with them then. Some of them are a bit brighter. We have a council of elders of our own, of a sort, but it is not quite as venerable and a bit more nebulous in its composition. Oh, and he kind of opens his book and pulls out a quill from his uh, shirt pocket. You have a, a council. What spirits lead your council? Um, not spirits, uh, warriors. People of great renown, of scholarship, of fighting ability. They are heroes among the mortal people. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, that kind uh, of 
unfortunately, the the island of Code does not have any real relations of spirits. There was a a cursed man who tried to bind spirits at one point to flesh, but we had defeated him. Although I do not know if it is for good or not. Interesting. This I have not heard of. And he opens his book towards the end, and you can kind of see. Uh, it's written in, like, the languages kind of continually shift as he writes. Like, for a moment it might be in common, and then it changes to Dwarvish, and then it just continues changing through languages as he writes. Um, and he just... But you can kind of see at the top, at least, it's you can see, like, journal notes or something like that, and then lines of text that he can write on. Chiru um, would regale him with tales of the general things from what he knows in his limited memories and experience. And then by the end of it, he would pose a question. Now, these last spirits we encountered and freed when fought, we cannot say we had a very amicable relationship with them, but they were of the Raven. Do you know of any organizations of spirits that prefer such symbolism? Oh, the lost, the lost council of the Raven. Yes, we have not heard from them in eons, eons and eons of plane shift. That could perhaps be explained by our shield. We were protected from plane shifts on the island of Ko, and it is possible that pieces of the other planes were contained within the shield as an accidental byproduct, which may that... explain their isolation. And now they are no longer isolated. Interesting. I will have to try to reconnect with the apprentice of the ravens. Shall see how that goes. But on that note, before I depart back to my friend and we attempt to sort out where we are going next, I would like to ask if you have anything on stabilization of plane ships stories of totems or other things we have a few loose pieces of information but the shield had removed the need to remember all of the normal ways and while it's good that the world can change for the stability of our people we require one place that doesn't change for them uh, I unfortunately do not concern myself or know of such matters. I know the apprentice of the Un talked about them at length, but honestly, I kind of just ignored her. Ah. Well, all right then. Thank you, and farewell. You kind of get a sad look as you kind of pass towards the door once again or the portal way and he returns to his books please be cautious I do not have many friends and would hate to lose another ah, with the way my friends are I don't know if I can be cautious we shall see and with that Yutiru hops through bringing the goat along as it continues to hover along merrily Excellent. Uh, so you step into that same uh, alcove, and as you begin to ex see the 
uh, flame-broiled stone will flop back over to the other group. What are you guys going to do? Uh, we're going back to the village, the treetop village, our outpost. Are you Ur- still trailing your? Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ehrlich Ur- would start that way for a few minutes. They are where they are on the map. Is that accurate to where they were? Uh, where the knife was, generally somewhere like right there-ish. Okay, that's good. He would look back to um, Alistair. You know, maybe we should check on the invaders. We are closer to their village than we are to the treetop village at this point. Okay, except we still have two of their people. Do we just cut them loose? Erlich would walk over and kind of tap one of them with his stick. Kind of looks up. Uh, Yeah. Are you fearful of us? Um, and you, you kind of see he's like trying to process what the correct answer to that might be. Just, just, just answer the question. Well, you did bring that whatever that thing was, and it stole our clothes. And do you think that we're going to kill you? I certainly think you haven't decided. We've been cooperative. If we cut you loose, do you know how to get back to your village? Of course. We mean you no harm. We simply wish to get off of this island at this point, before whatever creature that inhabits this island decides to kill us. Do you understand? Uh, yes. The beach, and he kind of points, is that way. Yes, thank you. Cut him loose, let them go. Okay, so this is how we're going to do this. You're going to keep the blindfolds on. You're going to walk 50 paces away from us, and then you're going to keep walking. You turn around, I will murder you. Just keep walking. Do we understand each other? Do you know which way my village is that you can point us in the right direction so we don't have to turn? Alistair, Alistair, just just take the blindfolds off. It's fine. They have better control of these forests than we do. They'd be able to find us in five minutes if that were their intention. Fine. And Alistair undoes the blindfolds. Cuts them loose. They blink, they blink into the into the light as they kind of their eyes adjust to the the current lighting setting, and uh, you see them kind of take take the group in and very carefully turn and start walking away, not looking at, at you. you. Take your clothes. Uh, they can't. <laughs> PLT and Chew Cork have them. No, the extras and Alistair oh. rummages through his rucksack to throw out some like. Leather armor from what he had looted from the other peoples. Okay, so they they uh, carefully kind of 
pick up their stuff and then start heading deeper into the jungle. I still expect that map! That's why we're going to the invaders. They have sea travel. It makes more sense to go to them for a map of the area. Yes, but I want to have all the options, dwarf. Well, if you want to go follow after them, go ahead. They'll probably vanish out of spot, sight in a couple of minutes, and Ehrlich would start walking in the direction of the invader village. Alistair goes in tow. Uh, it takes you about a couple hours uh, to make your way back towards where the invader village is. Um, and as you kind of make it there, you can see the whole village is in quite a hubbub. They've got uh, something akin to an elephant um, caravan that they are mounting up. They have several horses um, and they are that are saddled, and they have uh, what appears to be some type of machine with saw blades that they are pushing up ahead of them. Doesn't appear to have be run by conventional methods, but perhaps through magic or of some sort or another. And they have it looks like a group of at least thirty to forty of various races and species um, getting ready to head into the jungle. What do you think? Do we approach them or do we just go around this and slip into the actual village itself? Visibility is the easiest way not to get murdered. Yes, questions get answered if you ask them directly, though. I just assume they see us coming rather than find us and question us later. Very well, I agreed. Ehrlich would start hobbling down towards the motley uh, collection of people. As you approach, uh, you see two people take seats on the machine and they you can immediately tell that they are casting magic into the machine the arms begin to manipulatively move back and forth and the jungle begins to just kind of disappear in front of these saw blades you see the roots get sucked down into the sand as the big machine just starts making a huge noise as it begins to push forward uh, several of the outliers uh, see you guys coming and a group of six kind of splits off on horseback to kind of ride up to you. Uh, they are equipped, well equipped, with like plate mail and um, what appears to be a fair number of different halberds and that sort of thing as they kind of rein up and pull up probably about 20 to 30 feet away from you. Ehrlich would yell, Do you know what Drelic is? Or whatever the name the spirits gave him earlier. I thought it was Drelic. Was it Drelic? This is why you take notes, Ash. I did take notes, but I didn't get the pronunciation. They, uh, the, the, one of the scruffier leaders looks up. She kind of looks over at you. We know of Drelic. So you do see those spirits on this island? Uh, and she looks over and says, Ah, we have one of us who does. Ideal. Who are you? (laughs) 
perhaps the better question is, who are you? You do the not wealthy... seem like a local. You're correct. That's why I ask you the question. I'm trying to get acquainted with the area, and I'm just meeting all of the wonderful people today. They approach a little bit closer, their horses dancing uh, ever so slightly closer. And she hops down from her horse, cautiously walks up towards you guys a little bit. And as she kind of gets a better picture of who you are, probably 10, 15 feet away, um, she says, I am known as Don. I'm Ehrlich. I represent the Vivicantum of the island of Co. This is my associate, Alistair. Behind me is our other associate, Sybil. Uh, island of what? Co. You haven't heard of it. No, it doesn't ring a bell. There was a reason for that, and it is also the reason that we are now here. May I speak to your leader and or this person that can see the spirits in whichever order? Harlex sees the spirits here. Uh, I believe they can make time for you. I highly doubt that Jean has time for just a random party of people that show up on this island. You have other random parties of people on this island. Are you aware of this? Yes, we are aware of the locals. Then why are you here? We... It's not for me to discuss such matters with someone I have just met. Is this some sort of... I don't know... Conflict between the two of you? Between us and the locals? Yes. Yes, they do not wish us to pursue our end goals, and attempt to get in our way unnecessarily. Do you have good sea charts? Of course we have good sea charts. Very good. Um, what did you say that man's name was that could see the spirits? Harlux. Harlux. Wonderful. Which way is he? Harlux is in the main camp, in the commander's tent, no doubt, drinking his evening wine. Oh, ideal. Thank you very much, Gene. Then he would start on. And she kind of looks at you. No, Gene's the the leader. The leader's Gene. I'm Don. Oh, well. Yes, thank you, Don. Then he would keep going. She kind of looks at them and says, stay away from the machine, and then hops back on her horse and rides back over to the group, heading deeper into the jungle. I I think you're... you're, I think you, you... No, well, don't worry about it. Noted. And she uh, rides her group back over. The machine is moving at probably what you consider 10 to 15 miles per hour through the jungle. It's it's, it's cruising, although uh, you can definitely see that there's a, there's a crew behind that are throwing out leftover pieces of debris from random trees and such as they move forward. The as you guys approach the kind of the village proper, uh, you can see makeshift palisade has been set up. There are guards on it. You would guess that this can probably easily hold four to five hundred people inside this palisade. Um, it has uh, it's kind of on a little bit of a raised area. Uh, the command tent has been set up to kind of be able to oversee all the other tents that are outside. 
Uh, there is one gate to the north and one gate to the south. Um, and as you kind of approach, are you going to go through the north or the south? We'd be coming from the towards south. the south gate. Yes, yeah, so we're traveling north. So. The guards at the gate, um, typical guards, slightly bored, but at the appearance of some new strangers, kind of perk up a little bit, stand a little bit straighter, and call out a challenge. We're here to to speak with um, one of the magi that you have in your main tent, Harlick. Uh, what do you want with that arsehole? Well, Dawn sent us. She seemed to think that he would be of some use to me. All right. Uh, standard entry fee applies. Does the North Gate have a discount? Because I don't mind walking around. Oh, they're much more expensive. And what Do is your need... entry fee? They one looks to the other. Say two gold pieces or a relic of the island. Two gold pieces or a relic of the island. Ehrlich would kind of saunter over to him and he'd be counting gold coins out into his palm while he does this. Just kind of curious, what relics of the island could you possibly be interested in here? This seems like a rather squalid place with horrible weather, clinks another coin into his hand. I, why? Why do you care? Uh, and they kind of look back and forth at each other. Well, relics are one of the reasons we're here, to find doodads and trinkets that we can sell back, and people be interested in this sort of trinkets and doodads and such. But who are these people that live here, though? I mean, are they do they worship the spirit of the temple, or uh, Drelic, I think is what it was? I don't know about any Drelic, whoever, I don't know that person, but uh, uh, the locals do seem to dis dislike our uh, our interaction here, for sure. You don't seem to know much. He just dropped the two coins into his palm. Thank you. He is. Uh, he gets a wide grin on his face and says, "Welcome to Camp Pleasure." Camp what? Camp Pleasure. Why is it called Camp Pleasure? It's always a pleasurable day to make money. <laughs> and he flips one of the coins to the other guard. They would enter the palisade. One second. So as you guys enter the palisade, we'll flip back to the other group. You are on the top stair, next to the stair that led to the portal. There are still more stairs yet above it still, but now that you know that stepping at least on that particular stair will lead you back to that chamber. Has, uh, has Yutiru stepped through yet? Can I take yes. any? Can I take an? Okay, shit. I'd like to take an action. 
I say, Chukork says, Yuteru, look at this. As Chukork outreaches his foot over top of the portal step and begins to place it on the step above. Yuteru watches, and he has oriented the goat to also watch. <laughs> now, how do you turn this goat's head? Oh no, the whole freaking goat's just being like flipped around <laughs> in the air. He's still living. Okay. Yeah. You um, haven't received the goat back yet. As you, Chukork, as you put your foot down on the stair above, uh, you get kind of a queasy feeling in your stomach, but you're able to put your foot on the stair above. Look, as Chukork points down at the stairs, these stairs go up. Tiru nodges, eh, nods at this sagely observation. Alright, well, would you like to use the goat and continue heading up? As Chukork uh, uh, pushes the goat ahead of him. <laughs> it's a noisy goat! It's so noisy! Now, do we want to leave BLT here? I'll drag him behind me. It'll hit the portal again if you just drag him up the steps. Chukork uh, heaves the rusty pile of metal up the stairs past the portal step. The goat whines as you push it in front of you. Uh... <laughs> Tiru hops over the portal step and follows along bit behind so he can be ready to deal with any other traps that are possibly unlikely to be beyond this step as it's not likely that any mortal is going to go up here. But there may be traps for spirits at the top of the temple so we'll have to see what awaits at the top of the stairs. You spent your sweet ass time in there. Jeez. I apologize but it was you would have found the conversation very, very boring. I had the goat to talk to, at least. But the goat wasn't even out of the... <laughs> Do you have an imaginary goat? I meant the bot. You know what I meant. Oh, but it is fun to poke fun, yes? <laughs> As you guys continue to make your way up the stairs, uh, much to your your intuition seems to be very correct, you turn through that. There doesn't appear to be um, any more traps as you make your way up, at least at least on the stairs. You make your way up to a rather large landing. This appears to be the top floor of the temple. Uh, stairs kind of lead out onto the roof of this uh, temple, and you can see a small grate has been placed over it with some... Uh, shielding to help keep the rain out, uh, but it appears just to be a, a standard old door kind of built into the roof of this temple. Is there any role I can give to inspect it for magical properties? Uh, yes, you can attempt to discern magic of a variety. Um... Just straight knowledge, or is there an investigative on this? Uh, yeah, I would do Knowledge Arcana. Sounds good. Yuteru, be I'm gonna just kick forbidden. the door as Chukork begins to rear back. Uh, hold on a second. 
Jerkork holds his foot midair. The record keeper said that this place was designed to keep spirits from leaving. Well, Unless they a... were authorized by the Council of Elders down below. It's a good thing we're not spirits then, right? Some spirits may be more physical than others. Well, you don't have a soul, so I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Now, if we delve into the technicalities of it, I may or may not have a spirit trapped inside of this mortal body. Tiru deadpans at Chukork. And then moves on with the investigation check. Oof. You do not detect any magical uh, accoutrement on this, but you do note with your advantage that there does appear to be, now that you know that this this place is being used to contain and control spirits, you do note that this appears to be you consider almost like a top of a net, as it were. All right. I would like to look for a latch or mechanism in the off chance that this is something that can just be opened and closed by physical mortal things. Sure enough, there is a latch that you could use to open the door rather than kick it. Ah! Chukork! See that latch? Just flip. There. Over there is Chukort points in the wrong direction. Yatiru hops up and bats Chukort's hand in the right direction. There. Ah. Chukort uh, kicks it. The latch uh, immediately kind of bounces in its bolt a little bit and then uh, kind of releases its mechanism. Uh, you can see it is now held free. A little bit of dust kind of filters in, as it has been probably quite some time since this latch has been opened. Um, And you feel like you could probably very easily just kind of lift the door up and out. We should head out to get a few of things and possibly see where our companions are if we are very, very, very lucky. Yes? We just opened this door, though. We need to... We need to... We need... We didn't come into this temple, and we're not leaving empty-handed. Stukork points his finger down at the ground, indicating the lack of loot. From the sound of things, this temple is deprived of loot. It's howling with the screeches of the damned, it sounds like. That's just the goat. Maybe you should feed your goat. But if there is any treasure to be had, it is probably with the villagers around the temple. Spirits would have no need for weapons, armor, and things that we generally like as loot. Those bums don't even know how to sacrifice a goat properly. No, no they do not. But... Chukork kicks the door wide open. 
the sky greets you as the door, you see the uh, door fly open. It kind of bounces on the other side a little bit under the weight of the kick. Uh, and you see uh, cement, or not cement, uh, stone, followed by wood planking um, kind of adorning the top of this temple. Well, what do you think, Yatiru? Yatiru tentatively approaches the gap where the hatch was. Soro just reaches through there to see if there's anything he missed. Uh, you feel an intense wrongness as you kind of reach towards the outside. Tiru is going to immediately recoil and look at their friendly, levitating, screeching goat. And we'll attempt to ascend that up through the hatch. The goat continuing to bleat, but seems to have no problems as you push it through the hatch. Wait, so this is a hatch in the ceiling? Yeah. It's like the top of the staircase just goes to this trap door. Ah, neat. So it's like a... Yeah. There's like a cool jungle observation platform above it. And you just sent the goat up to it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, this may be a bit of a problem. How so? I do not think I can leave through this hatch. Is the goat still alive? Oh, the goat's fine. Look at it. It bleats at you happily. Uh. All right, put your hand through it. Ah, you okay. Anything? True Cork uh, sticks his head up through the hatch. Uh, you feel nothing other than the cool air of the evening. Is there? Can I see anything? Is there like anything up there worthwhile? Uh, as you kind of stick your head through, uh, you notice there appears to be some type of uh, outline in dark red just kind of circling through the top of this kind of platform above. There are observation areas. Uh, you can see some kind of raised platforms where you could look out and around. There's also uh, like a small dining set on the very top up here and a small chest next to it. Ah, uh, you said a chest. I uh I'd like to push the levitating goat towards the dining set and the chest. As you get out of range of Yatiru, the goat once more returns to its normal goat on the ground. And as you push the goat forward, we'll flop back over to our other party. Uh, the palisade is well set up. It is well regulated. It is well stocked. You see that uh, trenches have been dug to take care of rainwater, and things have been moved around uh, in a very logical format. Uh, you can see several larger tents that are probably utility common gathering tents, as well as you see a medical tent, a very obvious medical tent, um, and then lots of personal tents, all of them bearing the same symbol of a lion. Um, and then you can see, the, obviously, the command tent is outlined in a gold frill uh, around the edges of the posts and going up towards the top bean. Ehrlich would 
walk along and kind of look over at Alistair, do you find it the least bit odd that they do not seem to be all that bothered by us just marching out of the forest? Local. You can tell that much. That means that we won't interfere with them dealing with whatever the hell they're here to deal deal with, and we haven't given them a cause. They're clearly very happy to leech us first. So maybe they just like two coin. Was up? It was two coin. Not that much money. Right. But maybe they're just happy to squeeze us for all we're worth before they actually have to invest the effort to murder us. Well, your expenses are covered by the Vivicantum, so whatever we have to spend on this nonsense, you'll be reimbursed. It's not that big of a deal, Alistair. For you, they don't know that, and don't let them know that. How stupid do you think I am? I don't know. You're the one saying that they'll be reimbursed. Every coin fucking counts all the same. You were the one that was talking about the fact we had to spend coin on this. Okay, boys. Sybil's going to interrupt and tell you both to stop acting like children. Let's get on with this. Find somebody to have a discussion with to find out where our other uh, mates are. We're just trying to get a map. We need some kind of navigational charts. And I want to talk to this elder to see what the hell this Drelloc is. Well, let's get on the way then. That's where we're going. So they would walk into the tent. Uh, You walk up to the tent. Um, As you walk up, there are at least five or six guards on the tent entrance. Um, As you kind of walk up, they kind of file in behind you. And you see... uh, middle-aged secretary, kind of portly, sitting behind a desk, and they look up at you as you guys enter. Ah, welcome to the command tent. Uh, do you have an appointment? I'm here to speak with Harlick. Oh. He's, uh, and he points over to one of the side compartments of the tent. Over there, drinking his evening wine. Uh, is, and your name is? Is John available? Or Jan? Don? Don is... No, not Don. Don is out by the woods. I already spoke to Don. I said, John, the leader of your expedition. I was told Jean? that he was here. Yes, Gene. That's who I was told he was here. Don't correct me. Answer my question. He uh, pushes up their gla- his glasses a little bit and uh, kind of gets one of those mean secretary looks on his face. Jean is very, very busy and does not have time for more yet more adventurers. That's obviously why you're so well reimbursed, I imagine. Indeed. Do you have a map maker in this wonderful little hovel of yours, or do I have to go back out into the village to find one? Kind of uh, gets a stuffy, kind of arrogant look on his face. We have one of the finest map makers. That's good, thank you. You said Herlick is over here? Yes. Thank you. And then he would walk over there. Uh, you kind of approach uh, into this secondary area and uh, Centaur is kind of lounging, drinking a lot of wine. Uh, It looks like at least one cask has been emptied already and is well into the second as you kind of enter into this side area. It's kind of set up with a couple mini sofas, as it were, and a table and 
uh, just a kind of like a mini bar and such kind of sitting next to it. The people of this expedition do not think well of you. <laughs> well, when you're the only crazy among uh, a group of adventurers, ah, uh, people tend to start nasty rumors. Ah, but you must be new here. I don't believe we've met. My name is Ehrlich. I represent the island of Co and the Vivacantum that governs it. These are my associates, Alistair and Sybil. He kind of takes a more studied approach of Alistair for a moment. Uh, well, well met. I've, I've never heard of this. Uh, what did you say, Co? That's correct. And you wouldn't have. I have a question for you. <gasps> yep. What is Drelok? Ah, you wish to know of the evil spirits that haunt this island. <laughs> well, I encountered them, and they're very unhappy that I'm here. Ah, wait. Encountered? Y you can see them, too. Yes. All of us can. Well then perhaps my delusions will finally get some weight. And he kind of leans his head over so he can kind of yell through the main section. You hear that? Other people can see them too. Harlick, please. Oh, yes, where are my manners? And he uh, pulls out three wine glasses. And uh, pours you each a glass of wine. Please sit, come, let us discuss the finer things of those that others cannot see. I don't drink. I do. Ehrlich would pick up the glass and kind of raise it to cheers to Harlick the centaur. He uh, cheers. Uh, his goblet is quite large and it sloshes over a little bit as he cheers you with you. Downs it in one. What do you know about this Drelok? Ah, yes. Apparently, he's some type of big muckety-muck around here. Uh, I had uh, attempted to commune with him, but uh, apparently he is deep, deep in the forest and some sort of weird thing about ringing a bell or some such nonsense. Your associates do understand that this thing is quite powerful, and if they continue into the forest, they're likely to anger it, right? Oh, anger, yes, but uh, money money has a way of talking to people that uh, they attempt to do stupid things for money. Money has a way of paying the widows of the deceased, and that's what's going to happen if they continue this. Does your expedition leader understand this, or do they just think you're mad? Yes, uh, well, let's just say Jean is not the most interested in the matters of the spirit. But they know that it is valuable to keep one like me around, if nothing else than not to anger my guild. I don't want to get involved in all of the nonsense that is going on on this island. I'm here because my island is trying to find some place to get to live. We were protected from the plane shifts for some time. 
I was led to understand that you all had maps, had ex had nautical charts of this area. Yes, yes, of course we have such things, of course. Can you help me acquire one? Yes, uh, that would be Gene. And he kind of rolls his eyes. Gene controls all the maps, obviously, being the expedition leader and whatnot. And what does Gene want? <laughs> Relics? Access to the temple? I'm sure you saw that massive fireball or whatever. He got in quite, uh, quite, quite the fury when he saw that and sent the expedition party out yet again. Well, that ought to be fun. Happened to the last one. Oh, skirmishes with locals and that sort of thing. Injuries on both sides eventually rebuffed, but uh, sent out more, and I, I believe he's calling up the regulars as well. These spirits that we encountered, they were some kind of water spirit. Ehrlich would kind of sit down in the nearest chair. They know of all of you being here, and they are enjoying messing with you. Yes, spirits do seem to enjoy chaos, don't they? But my concern is this greater spirit is trying to get things to come to it. Um, what? That beacon was for us. When we were speaking to the spirits, it was trying to get me to go to the beacon because it wanted us to go there. Uh, you are ascribing uh, quite the level of intelligence. The spirits that we spoke with were part of the greater, I assumed, relic. I don't have to explain to you, if you have even a cursory understanding of all of this, the kind of power that could summon that and has these kind of spirits bound to its will wields. And if it wants things to go into this forest and go to that beacon, do you think that is the best idea? He kind of refills his goblet for a moment and kind of looks up at you. Whether I think it is a wise idea or not, the reality is nothing short of a planar shift is going to get Gene and his camaraderie of random folks from around this plane to stop. They have one objective, and that objective is loot. Ehrlich would kind of sit back in his chair a moment and nod. He kind of looks over at uh, Alistair. I don't think I've met your species before. From where do you hail? Does it matter? I'm just purely curious. All I know is that I woke on Coe. 
Ah, so Co is where your species lives. I didn't say that. I said all I know is that I alone awoke on Co. Interesting. A tale that is uh, best served over wine, and he kind of swishes your glass towards you again. I respectfully decline. Thank you. You can partake on my behalf. How is that? He uh, nods and fills his goblet up once more and starts downing it. We have to speak to this gene. Is there any way that you could help us in this? He uh, gets a mischievous smile on his face and pulls out a lyre from underneath his table and begins strumming it and screaming out at almost like bar song level, everybody singing together volume uh, on a prompt-to song about Gene. And with that, we will flip over to the other party. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. I, I like him. He, he, you can keep Harlock. <laughs> he is an incredibly relatable character. So as we left off, Chukork was heading towards the chest. Right now, I had stuck my head up there. Oh, is it is it re- transitioned to us yet? Yeah. Yes. And then you oh. had gone up there and pushed the goat in front of you towards the chest. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the goat's no longer levitating because you're out of range of your tear now. He climbs through the hatch and had pushed a levitating goat towards some tables and chairs and a chest. And then it quits floating for some reason. And it rolls and kind of like catches itself as it kind of returns. Okay. I very cautiously skulk towards the chest. Okay. Uh, you make your way over to the chest. It appears to be about seven foot long and three foot wide. Or not, I mean, sorry, three foot deep. Um, by about two and a half feet tall. So it's, it's a decent sized chest. It is pretty ornately carved with, and it has like uh, little images kind of carved into the relief of various... Uh, there's like dragons and other mythical creatures kind of scrolling around it. It has like little flames shooting out of one of the dragon's mouth around the top of it. It's pretty pretty ornate. All right. It has a nice little keyhole on it too. I'd like to uh, pocket anything laying on the table first. And then attempt, right. attempt to open the chest. Which it's probably locked, but you know, you never know. So you just you might get lucky. <laughs> uh, so on on the table proper, there are uh, places for two people to sit. There are two goblets, one in gold and one in silver, and the plate also in gold and silver, and uh, some silverware and some napkins. Um, so some basic stuff, and then a, a decent looking centerpiece. It looks like four or five creatures kind of almost melded together in some sort of weird connection with several faces popping out from different angles. I pocket all the silverware and the napkins, but leave the centerpiece because it, uh, you know, it's kind of off-putting. 
You approach the chest and uh, attempt to lift up on the handle, and sure enough, it feels like it is locked, and yeah. I kick it. Yuturu, you feel a trembling coming from below as uh, Chukor kicks the chest above. It sounds like uh, something rumbling starting below. Whatever you're doing up there, please stop. Okay. Can I get like a view of my surroundings as well? Absolutely. Uh, from the top of the temple, it's an absolutely breathtaking view. You're higher than most of the canopy of the trees in the jungle, so you can see for miles on the treetops. Um, the temple itself kind of sits atop a uh, mound, as I kind of mentioned, so you can see down. Um, and as you kind of look down, you see kind of like uh, what appears to be some type of uh, obelisk-type structures. Um not too far to the south, probably a couple hours, you'd guess, based on this, as well as um, you can see over to the west, there is definitely something kind of peeking out of the trees to the west as well. Oh, God, it's too bright up here, as uh, Chukork complains nonstop about the breathtaking view. And Chukork, uh, Lashes a rope off to the chest on one of its. Uh, I'm guessing it's got handles on the end, mm-hmm. and uh, begins to uh, uh, lay the rope back out towards uh, back towards the hole. All right, you Terry, you sure you don't want to come up here? There's a bunch of nothing. As much as I love absolutely nothing, I am not able to come up there. All right, what did you say about not doing this? As Chukork tugs on the rope, pulling, try, attempting to pull the chest towards the hole. <laughs> um, the chest is heavy, but you're if you want to give it a strong pull, you can pull it a little bit. Yes, a very hard jerk. All right. The chest topples towards you off of its off of its uh, center of gravity, and from below Yuturu, you hear the sound of the rumbling just start expanding to a roar, and then you hear a huge screech sound, uh, very unearthly, start rushing up at a rapid rate towards where you guys are, and we'll switch back to the other group. Uh, Jean ha- or the story and song of Jean mainly uh, has been a kind of like a body tavern song about how Jean is annoying and how Jean can't be trusted and how Jean couldn't find the front end of a ship from the back end of a ship. And uh, you see the secretary stand up really quickly and a very, very well built, uh, very very angry looking elderly gentleman steps out from behind it is a turtle and uh, he kind of steps out and you see him he's got a club with some nasty pieces of what you can only assume are glass stuck into the top of it and he begins walking your way with determination and uh, the song stops and the centaur puts the loot back underneath the table and says here is your meeting 
Thank you, Harlick. Gene. Gene is uh, you. You you've met the suit maker on Co before, and where normally you have a, a complexion of green. Gene has you can see splotches of red all over Gene's face. He points the club towards Helix and says, I am going to take that loot and smash it so far down your gullet that you will not be able to sing for the rest of your life. Excuse me, your secretary led us to believe you didn't have an opening. However, we were informed you did by this gentleman. Um, I have a, a question for you. The secretary pops up, uh, runs next to Gene. I apologize so much, Gene. I, I attempted to tell them that you were busy. He attempted to basically deny you additional coin. Gene kind of looks towards the secretary. No, no, coin was never brought up, Gene. This man was thoroughly unhelpful. Gene uh, temporarily puts down, lowers his club. I'm listening. Ideal. Your people are going into a possibly a bad situation. Your centaur is not insane. That beacon was to beckon people to that area. It's a trap. This whole damn island is a trap. This one's a much more deliberate one. So do you think that it is advantageous for you to have to pay for additional troops to come out here? Advantageous, no. But that is the first sign of life we've seen on this island other than those stupid locals. And we are going to be the first to get there. Well, if you wish to lose Don and her, I imagine, incredibly well-trained friends, as well as that remarkably expensive piece of runic machinery that is, of course, your, your business... I simply wish to ask you uh, what your nautical charts look like in this area. Our nautical charts are some of the best. And tell me, what do you know of this trap then? Well, I can probably tell you a few things about it, but it will cost you. And we're willing to spend a little bit in return fair trade and whatnot. Sybil shuts him up by hitting him in the shoulders and knocking the breath out of Alistair. Uh, Jean kind of looks around at the group for a moment appraisingly. I tell you what. Since you seem to know so much about this trap, I don't need to know about it. Don needs to vote about it. You see that Don gets to where she is going, and I would be willing to consider this trade in full. So you're telling me that you want me to go kill myself so you don't have to pay me anything. I don't want much. Neither do I. I simply want Don to arrive safely, and since you're so concerned for her well-being, 
It seems only logical, and it seems like you need some information as well. So, as you need some of, obviously, my intrepid charts, I think uh, a deal all around is in order. I can simply wait until the next person after Don gets here. The only one of us that loses out on anything, Gene, is you. Because you have to stand for another ship. You have to get more people out here. And it wastes your time. And time is money for you, I imagine. Yes, I I would agree. Time is money. But also, sitting around doing nothing and waiting also gives very, very expensive, as you might imagine. So, if you know something about this trap, then it would behoove you to simply make a deal. I have. All you have to do is provide me with the nautical charts that I need. I will tell you what I know, and we will be out of your hair. And Don can go off, and you do not have to bring in a whole other ship of people. It's that simple. Alistair pulls uh, Ehrlich somewhat closer to him to whisper in his ear what about the damn machines. We have to look back at Alistair. Who cares about their machines? Their machines are ours. What are you on about, Alistair? The robots. Look, we have to let them sort their own problems out for now. We will all meet back at the boat when we're done. Last time we saw them, they were being venerated and dragged towards the temple. So if we can maybe negotiate a rendezvous and ask for advance payment, Maybe an escort, even. I think we should just simply endeavor to get out of this camp before whatever it is that was tracking us gets here. Remember that? Still saying this in whispered tones? Yes, we're being very, 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 very quiet. Alistair drops it. Well, Gene. All right. Tell you what. You tell me everything you know about this trap. And if it is actually, if it actually helps Don safely, then you'll get your maps. However, I will not be just paying when the information has not been validated. Agreed. (laughs) I can tell you, yes, that will work just fine. All right. right. And with that, he reaches out his tortoise paw to shake on it. Erlich would reach up and shake his hand. And with that, as you begin to explain the dangers, therefore to come, that's where we'll leave it for tonight.